Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your two hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion, all decade cornerback, yes, potential Hall of Famer, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, welcome back, man. How about that? How about those Jayhawks? Rock Chalk. Hey, man. Baby. Yes, sir. We got our first bowl win in, I think, 15 years, man, since I was there. So it feels good, man, to get back in that winning uh, circle in the college football, man. And now we got some great Bronco news to talk about today. I know. I know. We we apologize. We are a little late on the news, but that's all right uh, because we have the we have the expert here to talk about it. We have Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. himself here to talk about it. We are going to talk about in this episode the game against the Patriots on Christmas Eve. <sighs> what a disappointing game that was. Uh, we'll talk about the Russell Wilson news, the outcome of it. Um, we'll get Chris's thoughts. You'll hear my thoughts as well. Um, and then we're going to take a look because life goes on in the NFL. Uh, we're going to take a look at this week 17 matchup. Still a big game against the Chargers. Still have an opportunity somehow to get into the playoffs. It's a long road, but we're going to do it. Before we get into that, we have a message from our sponsors. The only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes. Chris, you know that better than yep. anybody. Uh, and our great friends at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and the NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-date odds, news, and information for whatever it is that you're betting on. Uh, head there today to get in on the action and remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And Chris, you can do this from your computer. You can do it from your phone. You may maybe even to do it from your Apple Watch. Who knows? Don't forget, BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, and you get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the action starts. And Chris, where we're going to start is... The abysmal showing on Christmas Eve. Um, we talked about this. Bill Belichick coming into Denver. He's 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 playing the Grinch. He's not playing Santa Claus. He's playing the Grinch, and he did exactly what a Grinch should do and ruined Christmas for Russell Wilson, for Sierra, for the Denver Broncos, all the Broncos fans. What did you see? Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts from that game? Oh man, it was definitely upsetting. You know, when you have a you have a home game um, and uh, you have playoff implications on the line, you you expect to come out with more fire. And it just seemed like we just kept them in the game, right? It was just we just kept it close all first half. And I said um, last week that we need to come out fast, man. You gotta when you play against the Patriots, you can't let them hang around. You can't let a Bill Belichick hang around man and um that's exactly what we let them do we let zappy is that how you say his last name yeah Bailey zappy. Zappy. yeah we zappy yeah we let him get hot you know i think he had a qb rating of of 110 or plus or higher 117.7 right? 
Yeah, 117, right? That's probably his highest all season, right? And um, and that, their game plan was simple, you know, run the ball, uh, throw short with Douglas until um, they finally started finding some deep shots later on in the game with Parker. And, and I think they caught Douglas one time on McMillan. And yeah. um, and really start to uh, throw it to the Zeke, right? That's what they – throw it to the running backs. Uh, I yeah. said that last week that the Detroit Lions exploited something in our defense in, in the way that the teams are going to start attacking those middles and start attacking those linebackers and start swinging out to these running backs. And that's exactly what yeah. the Patriots did, man. And uh, it was just upsetting. But, um, you know, we still got a chance in the playoffs. You know, we need a lot of help. But uh, with yeah. all the news coming out, um, it's going to be interesting to see how the team uh, responds. Yeah, two big games coming up, especially after this Patriots game. Um, you know, two division games. And Chris, you've you've said it from the jump. Division games, those count as two. And I, I think now it and we'll we'll get into all of the, the implications from the Russell Wilson news. But to your mm-hmm. point, Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries for 27 yards, eleven targets. Nine you, catches yeah. for 33 yards. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. The Detroit Lions figured out the Broncos' weakness, and that's covering the running back. So put yeah. your running back in the passing game, and you're going to see big dividends pay off. Uh, Zeke, nine uh, nine catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Bailey Zappi, 25 for 33, 256 yards, two touchdowns, took two sacks, Rating of 117.7. Yeah. This was a game where uh, this was a trap game. This was essentially a yeah. trap game. A lot of people went into this game um, seeing that the Patriots weren't that good in pass defense. Still the second-ranked run defense in the league, and they definitely yeah. showed it. Denver could not run the ball um, on them. And I think that definitely played into the game plan. Um, it, it, it played into... Right the struggles that the Broncos saw on offense when you're, when you're asking Russ to throw the ball 37 times. And we've talked about this before on the show, 37 times, anything over 30 with Russ is not good. Yeah. Um, you know, and took a lot of sacks. He still had a rating of 103.2. I, I mm-hmm. QB rating. I, I'm going to need an answer on that one. Two touchdowns, five sacks. You took five sacks in that game. And Chris, the the one sack that has just been making the rounds is yes. that clean pocket sack where mm-hmm. he's standing in there. He's kind of looking around. Um, they bring a blitzer off the edge and then he's got a clean pocket and he just bails out and turns his back to the to the offensive line. You can't do that. Right. You can't do that and be successful. Right. Um, yeah. What, yeah. When you what think at QB rating. When you think of the QB rating, it doesn't judge those sacks, right? No. They're not great. I feel him like it should on those sacks. Yeah, and um, uh, the reason why he had a high rating, you know, I think he threw for over two fifty. He had two touchdowns, so that'll get him uh, no turnover. So that'll get him in, you know, yeah, uh, in a hundred rating. But um, like you said, man, um, it's been noticeable all season when he gets sacked. Like the old line never helps him up. And I've yeah. never been around uh, a team like that before, you know. I, yeah. I, at least I seen us pick up Mark Sanchez, you know, and <laughs> or Paxton Lynch. Like, like I'm just not 
they just let this guy get sacked, right? And yeah. uh, you know, they just he gets himself up. I've never seen yeah. anything like this. And I seen Tatum Bell tweet it out, but I think I tweeted this out a long time ago. Like, but it's it's just alarming, you know, that yeah, you can kind of see um the the there is a separation in there, right? Yeah. As and much I- as they tried to to say that it wasn't, there is because you can you can just tell by the field, man. I can tell if Bowles isn't coming to pick you up, like that's something. Yeah, right. That, that says a lot, and I that think it's a lot. I, I definitely think it's uh, frustration, maybe yeah. from the offensive line because you're as an offensive lineman, like <laughs> it's not easy. You're having to deal with incredible world class athletes um, on the other side and bust your ass every single play, yeah. whether it's a run or a pass, um, to to make sure that your quarterback is protected. And when you give that quarterback time and he doesn't do anything with it and then he gets himself sacked, now it's a negative play. Now it looks bad on you. That's frustrating. That's extremely yeah. frustrating. Get rid of the ball. It, yeah. It's it's like that's your job. And the offensive line's job is to make sure that that guy across from you doesn't get in your face. So when you're just back there dancing and running around uh, around a clean pocket and not getting the ball out in enough time when you've got receivers open in your progressions, yeah, that's frustrating. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that pity from the offensive line. They're not going to come to your aid and be like, "Oh, it's okay. We'll just we'll get them on the next one." No, it's frustrating. It's week sixteen. We should not be dealing with this. That's that's awful. Russ and must then get them boys anything for Christmas. You know, <laughs> Gucci watches. He got him Gucci watches. He got oh, him Gucci never mind. They should have been year. blocking hard, man. They should have been blocking he, hard, man. They got the Gucci he got him watches. Louis V bags last Come year. On, I mean, what's what what is what is actually going on? And and you know, Chris, the, the New England game, there were still there were there was a special teams gaffe by Marvin Mims on that kickoff that led to the touchdown. That was honestly when I felt the most deflated. Um, right, it was like great what else can go wrong at this point i was honestly waiting for a russell wilson interception um and it almost came a couple of times and then he had some vintage russ plays and and i think that's like all of this is obviously leading into our conversation about russell wilson being benched um if you're listening to this program like this is where we're going we're going into the big news that is russell wilson was benched by the denver broncos by sean payton because he's not getting it done. And mm-hmm. I see so many people tweeting about, oh, his numbers, and he's one of the best passers in the league, and, and his stats are where they should be. That's awesome. Great. Guess, guess who else has similar, if not better, stats than Russell Wilson right now? Baker Mayfield. Mm. Baker's ball. For, Nearly $16 million less, you could have the same, if not better, production. And that's why he's getting benched, because he's not playing to the standard. He's not playing to the standard. And and Chris, you said it when we had Ryan Edwards on the show. He's not playing to his contract. I said it then, and Ryan was taking up for him, wasn't he? (laughs) You know, he's fighting. We love on it, Ryan. Man. We love hey, Ryan. We love you, Ryan. Damn. But I told you, man. I told you, bro. Like, 
when you pay a guy 37 million 40 million you're not trying to the, there should never be a narrative out there that i'm trying to fix this guy i need to fix right. this quarterback yeah. when you're a 40 million dollar guy you are the system right Peyton manning is the system right mm-hmm. and that's just how it is man tom brady is the si- herbert is the system mahomes right when you pay a guy that much money you don't handicap 40 million right you don't do that so yeah um i think the narrative right there was already you know that was bs right yeah. there's no way that uh we should be trying to fix a a 40 million dollar quarterback and no and that's what we were doing man we were you know he was a true game manager all season really and um that was the that was the best for the team at that point right because he wasn't um really throwing it all over the place you know we were winning games by him winning throwing the ball barely over 100 yards right so uh that's not the recipe for this team to be winning for him to go out there and throw him because we haven't had that much success so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with stedman um I don't, I haven't, I don't think I really, I'm trying to think if I played against him or if uh, I, every time in the he, league, so if I played him. Jarrett started two games last year against, uh, I believe it was both the Niners and the Patriots is who he played against. Um, and in ironically, he started those two games because of a very similar situation with Derek Carr. Derek Carr had language in his contract. He had an injury guarantee mm. where if he suffered an injury, his next uh, his and he failed a physical before the next season. So, you know, mm-hmm. you guys take physicals at the start yeah. of the league year uh, and then that activates certain, you know, guarantees and contracts and stuff like that. Um, the whole thing was Russ, a- as reported by Jordan Schultz and then confirmed by uh, many other sources uh the broncos approached him after they beat the pay uh, the chiefs and said listen we're going to make you inactive if you don't take this guarantee out or if it, they wanted to move the date to i believe it was just after training camp um because they wanted they they still wanted him but they wanted him to not have that guarantee in his deal so he would pass the physical that 2025 salary would not kick in. That's $39 million. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. And you're essentially strapped for that, not just for 2024, but also for 2025. And the team came to him and they said, you're not playing to the standard. Uh, We want you to take this guarantee off. Lawyers got involved. The NFLPA got involved apparently. uh, And nothing came of it. Russ essentially said, no, I'm not going to take the guarantee out. And then it was what it was. Um, From an optics standpoint, I can understand where people think, oh, wow, the Broncos are the bad guy. What a bad organizational move. Well, not really, Um, because you don't if the guy doesn't work in your system and we've we've seen other quarterbacks outside of Drew Brees have success in the Sean Payton offense. Jameis Winston was doing very well before he suffered that ACL injury. Teddy Bridgewater had a career year under Sean Payton. Um, and mm-hmm. we've seen other guys have success in that offense. Why can't Russell Wilson do that? Because of limitations. Doesn't throw with anticipation. Can't work the intermediate stuff. And that's where Sean Payton's offenses and really any offense in the NFL makes their bread, makes their bread is in, in the intermediate section of the field. Um, 
Russell right. Wilson's just not getting it done. Not getting it done. So right. are you going to pay that guy, Chris? Are you going to pay that guy $40 million in 2025? Not just 2024, but in 2025? Are you going to pay that? No, I can't because, um, you know, you got it's a production league and um, I paid you really money up front without seeing you even play in, in the mile high. Facts. Right. So I really um, helped you out. I gave you more. Uh, I got you assisted you being traded, uh, paid yeah. you even more. Right. And even letting you go, I'm still owing you eighty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, was that the number of the uh, was? Yeah. What was the number that he would get? Eighty five. Uh, eighty five. Yep. Yeah. So you're still getting paid. I mean, I think well over a hundred million dollars uh, yeah. for two years. Um, and you have a uh, great opportunity to go sign somewhere else in um, March, and you still put on solid tape, whatever, to be able to go get another deal. Um, yep. Hopefully he can go get a solid – you know, hopefully he has, like, two teams that want to bid for him so it could get to, like, 10 to 15, you know. Pro- I'd say probably 10 mil to 15 million might be where Russ is at next year. Yep. I'm saying that's where probably – where was Baker at this year? I think he was like even lower than that. Uh, Baker's you know, cap hit was 1.7 million. He signed a two-year, four million dollar deal. Uh, the second year was a yeah. Year. So yeah, so well, he he'll get paid way more than that yeah. after this year, you know. But oh yeah, um, I think so. Russ could probably, I would say, ten to fifteen range. Uh, you know, he might have some solid teams. You know, probably. Uh, I think Pittsburgh on how the draft was one goes. of the teams. Pittsburgh was one of the teams that was mentioned, which. Um, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I one. don't know about Pittsburgh just because. Uh, well, he might be able to fit Thomas' style if he plays like this. You know, as a manager, yeah. run the ball, um, play action. You know, type of game. He so he might uh, Tomlin might like that. You know, seeing yeah. how they've had terrible luck at quarterback. You know, the past since Big Ben. You know, uh, yeah, you know, they've had bad luck. So. But it's a lot of great quarterbacks coming out, you know. Um, Justin yeah. Fields might be available. You know, he's yeah. a guy that, you know, everybody, you know, everybody, he's going to probably be that free agency uh, one guy. And then you might have a Kirk Cousins, right? Because people yeah. are going to look at Kirk Cousins. If Broncos yeah. might, if I'm Broncos, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins also. You know what I mean? What can we get? Yeah. We can, might get Kirk Cousins for one year team, you know, something Incentive like that. Deal. You know? Incentive deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's a great option, you know, if we can't yeah. get him fields or so like that, or somebody that's, you know, a Penix Jr. Or we probably won't get May or Williams, but uh, no. Penix or Jay. I don't even know about the LSU quarterback. He might be gone, you know. So uh, yeah. depending on what's going on. Uh, so if I'm the Broncos, I would look to Fields. I would look to Cousins, um, Jameis Winston, you know, some of those guys. Yeah. I think uh, for a pretty for a bridge year next year. Yeah. And, and I put out a tweet um, that kind of said something along those lines of uh, you get a Jacoby Brissett. Oh and, yeah. Jacoby. Yeah. You know, a, a Jacoby Brissett or Jameis Winston plus Jaden Daniels quarterback room next year. And the amount of pushback that I got on that, Chris, the amount of pushback by mentioning Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston in the same tweet for the Denver Broncos was asinine. The, the people that don't understand like Jacoby, this, this is a bridge year. 
We're talking about a bridge yeah. here. You you're paying this guy to come in for one year. You just yeah. because if you're paying Russell Wilson 40 million for fine, like Russ played fine, great, but not 40 million dollars worth of fine. I'll pay a guy 2 million dollars and get fine and I'll be okay with that and then you're setting up for Jaden Daniels. And the the right. best way that I put it was you're either going to pay $17,000 for a used car that isn't really working. It's fine. It gets you to point from point A to point B. Or you could pay $1,700 for the same car and then save up your money for a Lamborghini. The Lamborghini right. being Jaden Daniels or quarterback down the road. I'll take option B yeah. any day. Let's take a quick look at Russ's contract here. So uh, our great friend, Zach Seegers uh, from the Let's Talk Broncos podcast did a great video on YouTube yesterday, kind of breaking down uh, all of the scenarios and all of the situations that surround the Russell Wilson contract. Um, and one of the big parts um, that is going to be looked at for the next few months is this uh, designation of when he will be cut. It's already been announced that the team will move on from him in March before the, uh, when the league year kicks off. Um, and the, the question is, is what are they going to do? Are they going to, are they going to cut him with a pre June 1st designation or a post June 1st? So what we're looking at right now, Chris is the post June 1st cut. Um, the Broncos will be on the hook for $35.4 million um, of dead money in that first year. If they, if they cut him uh, post June 1st, and then the, the rest of that dead money is spread out through the next four years, uh, 18.4 and 25 and 26, 8.4 and 27, 4.4 and 28. Um, and then uh, I believe it was SpotTrack tweeted out that there's offset language in his contract, meaning whatever team signs him next season, however much salary they sign him for, uh, let's say in this case, it's a $10 million base salary. that number will be directly taken out of the Broncos dead money for that. So this number would be taken down from 35 to 25.4. Um, and then there's a bunch of other moves that they can make to get into uh, a, a good cap situation. But that's really what we're looking at right now is mm -hmm. what's going to happen. He's on a three-year deal. He's on yeah, a three-year deal. Essentially. Much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it's going to happen. We know it's coming. Do you feel for my big question, Chris? And I, I had some mm -hmm. other questions uh, about this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I hate spending all of our time just talking about this one, but it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. Um, what do you think about the Give them what they want, man? This is what they want. I, I know this is, this is the content. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is what the people want to hear from you in yeah. this situation. Do you think that there's going to be big locker room implications from making this move at this point in the season when playoffs are still very much on the line, a winning record is still very much on the line, and pride is still very much on the line? Do you think there's going to be locker room implications yeah. from this? No, I don't. I think actually the locker room will be uh, kind of like freed, you know, because it's kind of been a kind of almost like a little circus, you know um since he's arrived you know and uh so i think uh they'll have a lot a little less pressure on them 
Um, guys will be a little bit uh, more free, uh, I think, and uh, being able to go out there and um, and be themselves, less pressure, you know. Um, it was a lot of eyes on them with Russ, you know, and yeah, and even pressure, a lot of pressure on Russ. It's hard to play in Denver, man. People don't realize it's a lot of pressure. You know, I used to go into games yeah. thinking like, if I don't lock my man up, we're going to lose, you know, and that's a lot of pressure, <laughs> you know, as a corner, you know, and yeah. that was just my mentality. You know, I put that on myself. So I'm, I know Russ put a lot of pressure on himself and, and didn't get it done. So, but as Denver, as the organization, uh, we do have to do better. You know, we do have to, um, uh, as an organization, not put our put themselves in situations like this, right? Because yeah. um, they could have just made it a three year deal, or you know what I mean, or yeah, uh, void year uh, stuff like that, you know, or or just let him go out on the field and prove that he's worth to get another deal, you know? Yeah. And uh, so the way we handled it, uh, or the way the Broncos handled it, it was just. Uh, it was still it's still wrong you know just the way they did it you know because he yeah. still had one more year on his deal uh but as a business wise and production wise it's, it's smart you got it you have to do it because one he hasn't played yeah. up to the potential um two the uh you know the fan base the organization everything is not they don't see a future in him right so yeah. um and apparently the urgency is very high there with the um uh with the pinners uh and their ownership yeah. right they want to win yeah. now they ain't trying to not make the playoffs and uh i think they came to a certain point to where they they're ready to move on uh 85 million in cap money ain't nothing to them you know so uh <laughs> money, money, really, money the money issue isn't uh it's not the it's a problem but it's not really the main focus the main focus is yeah. that uh russ doesn't fit the quarterback that sean payton wants Sean Payton and the ownership, they feel like they're in a more urgency. You know, they, mm -hmm. they need to uh, get get a true piece now that they can work with. And uh, Russ doesn't fit that that future for them. So they, it's best for them to yeah. move on. Uh, the cap and stuff like that, money, dead money, they're not worried about that. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this ain't yeah. the Bolins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this ain't them. You know, um, this is a totally well, different level of money. And it's, it's funny that you bring up the Bolins because I, I was thinking back um, and, you know, our, our conversation with Tatum Bell, you know, I, I want to have him back on the show because I do want to talk about uh, 2006 when yeah. Jake Plummer is still is still managing the team well, is still managing the Shanahan offense well. And then they bench him with, I think it was like, three or four games left in the season. I think it was three games left. Um, mm -hmm. They bench him for Jay Cutler, the rookie. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's a similar, it, like it's similar, but it's not like, it's, it's like you have this guy who's doing fine. Granted, Jake Plummer wasn't a $40 million quarterback. That, that would have been like Tom Brady right. numbers back then. But like for a, one of the big, parts of that move that decision was pat boland coming in and saying we need we need something different we need a spark right and that's right. essentially what sean payton came out and said as well was i i want to see my offense our the offense yeah. is massive chris it's a it's a big offense it's very complicated it's not a it's not an easy offense by any means but it's like he wants to see his offense run for at least two games just so he's not crazy. Just so he's not yeah. like, am I making the wrong move 
by doing this? I don't think he is. I think he's making the right move. Russ's limitations as far as his height, um, you know, that stuff, that stuff's a little overplayed. The, Drew Brees wasn't much taller than than Russell Wilson, but Drew Brees threw with anticipation. His timing was one of the big things. And I just don't, I don't think Russ has that timing in him. I think he's more built for an offense that can move around a little bit more. Sean Payton has done a good job of moving his pocket around, moving his launch points, and it's just not getting done. So when a when the time comes as a as a play caller and a coach, you have to be the one to say, I just want to see this run and see it run correctly, just so I know that I'm not yeah. insane. And yeah. lo and behold, they're going to save $40 million from doing that. Like you said, $85 million in dead cap. It's a drop in the bucket for the Penner group. Um, is it going to suck for free agency? And oh, that this was the other question, Chris. I heard this come up. Pat McAfee mm-hmm. was talking about this in his show. For next season, um, it, he was talking with Chuck Pagano um, and they were kind of talking about the optics from an organizational standpoint. Um, if you're a free agent and you see all of this stuff about Russ and the contract and all that stuff, does this make you as a free agent go, maybe Denver's not the place for me? Does it make you think um, that? I think um, the the whole NFL plays dirty. So I don't think guys will yeah, look at one organization as like, oh, man, this this team is just so dirty. They're, they're, they they move different compared to the Cowboys. You know, they don't. You know, they all move the same. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't think it will shy guys away from coming here. Denver's still a great place to come and play. Uh, I'm pretty sure Russell still had a great time here, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, he built – I think he Maybe. had a nice house here, you know, great le- <laughs> great life here. So, um, uh, so I think guys would still love to come here. You know, playing the mile high is something different. Uh, the fans are – you know, you're not going to find a – a fan base that's all in on their team like the Broncos, you know, at a lot of places, you know. So um, that has a lot more, I think, draws than it does negatives. Um, I think the organization-wise, you know, is definitely transitioning, you know, still in that transitioning phase of um, how they're running it. This is kind of like their first real kind of hiccup, really, kind Mm -hmm. of – um, a hiccup that they've had and um, in, in a while, you know, so uh, yeah. I, I haven't really, you know, yeah, it hasn't been a really bad hiccup other than this that I can think of. Who can you, who, I mean, who can you think maybe, of? Maybe Hackett signing, maybe the Hackett signing, but like, yeah, probably co- coaches, probably coaching wise. Yeah, I, I feel wise, like they've had some mess up. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that was it. Um, yeah. But everything outside of that, I mean, they're building a new facility, uh, they're built, they, they've done amazing things with the stadium. Um, yeah. you know, it, replacing the turf multiple times in it in yeah. within one year is absolutely unheard of. Um, and then, you know, on, on top of that, I've heard no complaints as far as, you know, player treatment or anything like that. Uh, it, I mean, bringing in Sean Payton is probably one of the smartest things they could have done. And, and I've seen a couple yeah. of tweets about like, Name name five things that Sean Payton's done right, and I'll show you twenty things that he's done wrong. And I'm like, like okay, our special teams, the the special teams improvement from last year to this year, Chris, absolutely insane. 
one of the top special Bro, we, teams units Mams in the league. Mam should be all pro returner, right? We should have be. all pro returner. Yeah. Outside of the fumbles. Outside of the fumbles. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. But that that's a big one. Um, the offense went from bottom of the league to now, you know, right about where we thought they were going to be between 13 and 15. That's a big jump going from last mm -hmm. to top 13, top 15 offense. That's huge. The strength and conditioning uh, injuries have been far less. They, they revamped the whole training room. Perfect. That whole thing's gone. Yeah. You know, talk about Lauren Landau in your sleep guys, still one of the best training room needed to be fixed. And, and Sean Payton did that ran through the whole thing. Right got rid of a bunch of people, um, you know, brought in Vance Joseph, who for all tense and purposes, we're still dealing with some defensive miscues, but that's part of the transition. You, he also inherited a really yeah. poorly talented roster. So yeah. what do you want him to do with that? He's going to turn it around. We're already seeing it turn around. It's going to take more than less than one complete season. So, right. um, I think Sean Payton coming in is great. I think the Hackett signing was meh, but I honestly think George Payton, the GM, I think he's probably gone. After How's this he year. not fired? How's he not fired? I, I think that's I think that's the next name on the list, Chris. I, I really think it is because he's yeah. the one who traded for Russ. He's the one who pushed for the Russ contract that with the Penner Group, um, and you know he ultimately he's the one who brought in Nathaniel Hackett when. Hi, hello, Mike McDaniel is doing amazing things with the Dolphins and you didn't even give him the time of day. I, I think mm. that George Payton is a good evaluator of talent. I think he's a decent scout. Um, I, I mean, obviously his track record with Minnesota and then, you know, picking some of the guys that he's picked here in Denver. He's had some great hits, a lot of misses though. I think that he's next on the list. I think Sean Payton's going to want his own operation. Um, and, and I just, I think that that's, I think that that's where we're going to draw the line. I think Sean Payton is taking over this team, but what he inherited from this team, Chris, not, not ideal. It's not an ideal roster to, to be a, a really good contending football team. And they just need a whole overhaul. So next thing yeah. is Chris Harris jr. Is going to be, uh, defensive backs coach and and that's that's all I have they to say need about some that I would love to do like some definitely some learn some GM assistance or something for him because I yeah. could definitely find some athletes and be able to judge some talent but uh, I think these guys just um you know it's definitely time for a move they definitely need to move on uh from GMs you know uh Elway you know, they gave him more hell than this, you know. Oh, so God. I would definitely um, think it would be time for this guy to move on. Uh, I don't know how many years he had. How many years did we give him? You know, but I think it's been long enough. And it's been especially five. It's been five years. It's been yeah, five years. Now, yeah. So if, if they would, if they, we're going to need like a cap, uh, uh, you know, um, expertise with this, right? And how we're going to do yeah. this with Russ and, and things like that. A guy that's experienced in that. I don't know if he's done that this before, but I can see him definitely. If they want to, I can see him trying to bind his way to stay one more year and him yeah. going to go get Kirk Cousins. That's what I can see happening. I could see that. I mean, <clears throat> I think the question would be is Kirk, A, is Kirk going to be healthy? Um, mm -hmm. And then B, 
does he does he want to leave Minnesota? I, I think that's the big thing. They Elway wanted to sign him way back when. Yeah. I you know, hindsight's always twenty yeah. twenty, Chris. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. That's my prediction, man. I don't I think we it. get Justin Fields. You say Jameis Winston, that's a good one. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins. I think that might be the good choice for them. Uh, yeah. If they go the vet route and they go the free agency route, uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to. Do they want to keep trading players and picks for quarterbacks? I think so you're I don't see that happening to... with Justin Fields. No. And, and I mean, Justin's not going to be a free agent this year. He's still got one year left on his deal. Um, so I could see Chicago trading him. I could also see them maybe keeping him. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Um, real quick. Before we get out of here, I, we haven't talked a whole lot about the uh, the upcoming game this week against the Chargers. Uh, it's Easton Stick versus Jarrett Stidham. Um, Chris, you know, Chargers still have pride to play for. Um, they're not going to win the division by any means. They're out of the playoff race completely. Broncos not out of the playoff race. And uh, somehow still miraculously two games behind the Chiefs in the division. Um, so there's technically still a chance that they could win the division if they win these two yeah. games and the Chiefs lose, lose the next two games. I don't really see that happening, though. Uh, what do you think about this upcoming game against the Chargers? Yeah. Um, and let's do a quick quick score prediction. Oh, man, I think uh, I think we it's going to be a tight game, you know, just the way you're starting a backup quarterback and then they Stick's not putting up great numbers either. You know, so and Keenan Allen's not playing, and Mike Williams not playing. They probably got all the young reserves and practice squad guys playing. So yeah, um, I see the score probably 21-14. I see the Broncos winning though. Uh not yeah. not a blowout. I think it's gonna be a, another ugly game, you know. Uh the Patriots game was ugly until the third quarter until we start making things happen, you know. Uh yeah. so but I see it kind of being like that. Uh but you know, Eckler's gonna be trying, they're gonna try to feed Eckler. Try to um, get him uh, touches out the backfield because you know he's going to be trying to go to free agency. He's he got a couple games left uh, in a charter uniform, uh, so uh, I don't know if Khalil Mack plays. Hopefully he doesn't, but we pretty much handled him the first time. So yeah, uh, I yeah. I really think I'm interested to see what the O line is going to look like. You know, with uh, Stedman <laughs> and the protection because a lot of a lot of those sacks are because of rush. You know, you have to be you have yeah. to be real as a uh, evaluator. So. Um, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how the offense operates, but I think he will have a, the, I mean, this is the worst defense in the league. So yeah. if Stedman can't go out there and ball versus the chargers, you know, uh, you know, this is the best game for him to come out and show and make and pull up his resume, you know, put something nice on his resume, something nice on his film. Cause the chargers yeah. defense has been trash all year. You know, they haven't stopped. Oh, the, they no. haven't stopped anything. So, Tell um, uh, it's going, it should be, uh, hopefully he can go out there and ball, man. Hopefully, you know, uh, he can go out there and have put some great tape on film, man, build up his resume. Bold, bold prediction for this game. Do you have one? A, a bold prediction? Give me a bold prediction. Ooh. Man, I think, uh, man, will Cortland play? Uh, Cortland did not practice because of a concussion. I uh, have not seen anything updated yet. I'm going to go with Mims, man. Mims, 180 Ooh. yards receiving two touchdowns. 
two tutties. Let's get Mims. Let's get Mims involved this week. I like that. I like that bold That's a prediction. Bold prediction. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. Uh, I'm gonna say Judy has. I'm gonna say Judy has a hundred yards. Let's say a hundred yards, and I'll go two touchdowns as well. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Jerry Judy, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Marvin, what'd you say? One eighty. Marvin Mims going off this week. Yes, sir. 180, 180 receiving yards, two touchdowns for Marvin Mims. That is a that's a bold, bold uh, prediction, and I love it. Uh, that is going to do it for this long episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to this show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. We are available on all of them. Make sure that you're following Chris and I on Twitter at Patrick Coyote at Chris Harris Jr at Believe Network. Make sure that you're subscribed and following the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we've got some, we're going to have some good guests coming on uh, after the new year. I'm excited. We're going to keep this show going. Uh, we're going to have some off-season stuff to talk about. It's going to be a good time. Broncos country, yeah. until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.